All right. Hello, Columbus. How are you? Oh, the best part is there's one guy who's trying to start a Gary chant. Nobody's going for it. <laughs> Don't start, everyone. We're moving on. Hi, everybody. Great to be here. First show of the uh, fall tour. Hi, Dave. My research uh, showed that this city is named after the TV show Columbo. Yeah. And for our younger listeners, Dave's old. And what? Huh? What? You couldn't even hear me? That's what? really not helping your case. What did he say? Anyway, great city. No, I love it here. I always wanted to come here. I took a picture out of the hotel window of your skyline, and I sent it to my 13-year-old son, and his response was, fuck Ohio. The dollop is brought to you by Squarespace. What is Squarespace, you ask, deeply looking into my eyes? Well, it's an all-in-one domain, website, online store, marketing tools, analytics situation. They got it all. It's the whole ball of wax. You want to do a website? Uh, well, you can also do domains, online stores, marketing tools, and analytics. <laughs> we here at the dollop are uh, deeply, deeply entwined with Squarespace. Uh, Gareth has his website at Squarespace. My website is Squarespace. And of course, we have the dollop sources at Squarespace. And we have the dolloppodcast.com where you can get all of your tour information. And also, uh, we now have clean episodes up uh, for the kiddos and for uh, sensitive ear things. Uh, right there. Very easy to do with Squarespace. We just pop up there on the website, and they're good to go. Thank you, Anne Momini, for doing that. And that's the kind of stuff you can do with Squarespace. It's magic, people. It's magic. I first started uh, using Squarespace because it was easy. It was the easiest thing I could possibly do. I don't have to update anything. Uh, they got uh, customer service 24-7, and they look great. Very crisp, very clean-looking, very easy to use. It's sexy. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Squarespace is sexy. So here's what you're going to do when you're interested in a website is you're going to go to squarespace.com slash dollop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code dollop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. You're listening to the dollop. This is an American history podcast where each week I, toenail clipper owner, <laughs> man who wears shirts, fucking hippo god, Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to his driver, Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is about. And, um, not your driver, asshole. I'm sorry, valet. And, uh, were you or were you not clipping nails in the van today? I had a hanging thing and I just clipped it. I didn't clip all my nails, I had a thing and I clipped it off. Somebody's getting really defensive all of a sudden. I thought you were a proud nail clipper. Interesting. 
Yeah, he does it in the van. So July 5th, 1846. Nice. Year of our Lord. Jesu Cristo. So he was just born every day, in your opinion? No, every year every, is his every year? Every year after his birth is the year of our Lord. Right, okay. That's Put your fucking head in the game, man. How do you just ask that now? It's just, it's been going on for a while. I figured yeah, at some point just, he... That shit's been rattling around in your head for fucking years? Well, it just doesn't make any sense. So. None of that religion makes sense. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of it does. The lady who got preggers without the... <laughs> I had that happen once. Joseph Benson Foraker was born near Rainsboro, Ohio. Ah, oh, that's why they call it Rainsboro. They look like they are having fun. Yeah, no, it seems like a great time. <laughs> Just dirt town. <laughs> Size those wheels. What a nightmare. You think those horses are still alive, mister? I think they weren't alive in that picture. Oh. <laughs> Looks awesome. Yep. That's the word. Awesome. Yep. That's what a dream. <laughs> uh, one, he was one of 11 kids, nine of whom lived. Jeez. It's a great ratio. Great ratio. Great ratio. <laughs> uh, his parents were very well off. Joe started supporting the Republican Party at the By the, the way, age I think I know 10. why the nine children lived. They had money. The what? They had money. Yeah, yeah, that could, they, yeah, okay. Yeah, so they yeah. were like, why don't you just feed them, silly peasants? We can't. Oh, we should. Oh. Uh, Joe started supporting the Republican Party at the age of 10. Nice. Most kids do. Nice. Just normal kid shit. Yeah, totally. I remember when I picked my party at 10. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, when you know, you know. That's right. Uh, his mother would discuss religion, slavery, and temperance with him all the time. Not drinking was, quote, her passion. That's... <laughs> Abstaining from something being your passion has never been good for a life story. Yeah. Uh, one time she knelt in front of the town's saloon to pray to, quote, stop the cursed liquor traffic. Jesus. Can you imagine? What a bummer that would be. be like, oh, she's really fucking bringing me down. Please stop it, please. The sin and going on inside of there. Oh. Uh, so Joe supported uh, Lincoln and, uh, and then he started. He supported what? Abraham Lincoln. Oh, okay. okay. And then he started uh, marching with the Wide Awakes. With the what? The Wide Awakes. At 14, he started marching with the Wide Awakes. <laughs> There it took me, and I think most of us, a few times to realize you were trying to play off something crazy as normal. You know, the Wide Awakes. Yeah, they're a paramilitary, paramilitary organization. Who look like that, and they're like, we accept uh, kids. Uh, so, after uh, a little time in the Wide Awakes, he joined the 89th Ohio Volunteer Infantry when the Civil War started. Okay, and that uh, was made up of toddlers, right? Toddlers. Right. That's right. That was called that. He fought in uh, battles over three years, becoming a brevet captain, and got out when he was 19. Wow, okay. 
he enrolled in uh, Wesleyan University and got engaged to Julia Bundy. They spent Saturday nights in her dorm, quote, under strict chaperonage. So someone was in there like... Now go ahead and... One finger. Excuse me? I feel like you're supposed to prevent no, us from No, no, doing... no. Slide it. Slide Inside it the pants. No, Look no. at me. Look at me. While Both I of you. do it? Both of you look at me. Why would we both? Down the pants. Uh, w- you feel that? You work here for sure? <laughs> Why is the, the window broken? Pass the Most bush. Most chaperones are allowed in. Getting warmer. Getting warmer? I mean warmer. that in two different ways. What do you mean? What do you mean? You feel that? What are both? Feel? I'm not going to put the finger in there. Okay. When you feel it, I want you to wink at me. I'm not doing that. We're just... We're not supposed to chaperone you, is my understanding. You're supposed to make sure we don't do anything like this. I'm not putting a finger in there, and I'm not winking at you when I do it. Now, take you, lady, you take your hand. Sir. And you put it. Sir. Grab it. Sir. Sir. Grab it like it's a Sir. pipe, and you're a plumber. Sir. <laughs> Sir. Where's your chaperone's license? We demand to see it right now. I haven't passed the course. Have you enrolled in it? Start moving it, fast. Stop. The pipe's trying to get away, the pipe's trying to get away. Go, 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 go. (laughs) The police are here, finally. This guy's been trying to chaperone all around town, man. I'm sorry about that. Now we're going to need you to grab it and just tug on it a little bit. Just <laughs> We're the actual chaperones. If you could take your finger and just, um, like the other feller said, just <laughs> give a bunch of winks while you yank on it. Go. Okay, I'm going to stand over here in the corner. Huh. Now there are four, four chaperones now. All right. We're actually called the Wide Awakes. Uh, <laughs> a few more of us. I think you're starting to understand why we wear garbage bags. <laughs> We're expecting what we call gushes. <laughs> Nothing like the first time. Uh, he switched to brand new Cornell University in Ithaca, New York. Uh, I was so new there were no heaters and the dorm rooms did not have doors. Oh, fucking awesome. Yeah. That's great. So it's freezing and you can't have any privacy. Yeah. yeah. Remember when we stayed in Airbnb once and we, in Australia we walked in and one of the bedrooms didn't have a door? And you just go, I'm going to take this one with the door. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. You, you should have booked the hotels. Sure. Time. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Awesome guy. Well, at least you're not holding a weird grudge for six years. I genuinely think it's been longer. <laughs> In 1869, he graduated and he moved to Cincinnati to work at a law firm. Yeah, Sin City. Yeah, big. Awesome. They married in 1870. He was making good money. They had a nice, uh, they had a nice home. Uh, Joe was a very good speaker and he started campaigning for Republicans. 
he ran for judge and state's attorney, but lost. And in 1879, he ran again and won election for judge. He, but he resigned after three years as a judge due to, quote, a nervous affection. Uh-oh. So he's got feelings for someone else. <laughs> yes. That's, yes. Yes. In 1883, the governor couldn't run again because the German community had turned against him. They were mad that he was trying to regulate uh, booze. Oh, the Germans came out. How dare you? (laughs) Nine! Good stuff. The governor picked Joe to run. Uh, He was a Civil War vet. He's a great speaker. To run for what? The governor. Oh, okay, wow. And if he lost, it was no big deal because nobody knew who he was. So he gets the nomination, and when he did, the Inquirer called him, quote, a sacrifice. <laughs> they were just putting someone out there who was going to lose. Okay. And just take the hit. Right. Like a Herschel Walker. <laughs> like someone who you know there's no chance they'll lose. And no way will he lose. When, when you're just... <sighs> And just when you're like, well, I think we're pretty good, he pulls out a Fisher-Price badge, and you're like, we're going to... I mean, if we lose to this, this is going to be pretty crazy. Uh, <laughs> They're going to lose. I know, yeah. Uh, Not too sad for everyone? <laughs> some, guy, some guy in the audience went, oh. Yeah, it's uh, really amazing. Everything hurts. Yeah. Uh, So the election was all about booze. Republicans were not liked due to the regulation of booze. Joe tried to walk the line between a wet and dry uh, politician. But at one point during his speech, he said he didn't support prohibition, but was pro-prohibition. So he's he's just like, once uh, all the liquor goes in your body, it is the man's decision as far as how drunk he wants, but I still don't believe he should be allowed to get, after 15 shots, a man becomes a lush, (laughs) is how I feel. I'm a A pro. A man. After 15 shots, a man becomes a man. That's right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm pro-tribition. What? Hmm? What'd you say? Nothing. Uh, the Inquirer called him Blunder Foraker. And he lost. Nice. Dem, Dem swept, but now he is known. Now he's a known politician. So now other Republicans started attacking him because they're worried he's going to become a thing. They started rumors that he discriminated against black people as a lawyer and left Wesleyan. <laughs> the Republicans a- being like, this guy's racist. That's like... Having an edge is quite a time. It was reverse. Yeah. Remember, this is before it reversed. So these oh, are right, right. Today's Democrats. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Joe, Joe, Joe gets nominated again for governor in 1885. Um, this election was about race, and Joe was accused of waving the bloody shirt in speeches. Waving the bloody shirt? What is happening? So the bloody shirt is uh, a way of making emotional calls to avenge Union soldiers who died in the war. Okay. So Joe, quote, that shirt was undoubtedly dirty, but that the Democratic hoodlums and thugs of the South made it so. So it was like, punish these motherfuckers for what they did to our boys. 
Okay. And, and his stump speech is sort of fanning the flames of this. Yes. Right. As shown by the, the little Sigmund Freudian man. <laughs> um, and he ends up winning. One of the first things Joe did was replace the Democratic warden for the penitentiary in Ohio. Okay. On September 24th, in a speech, Joe claimed guards at the penitentiary, who were Democrats, had been taking skin from dead prisoners and using the skin to make canes. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to have great balance with those canes to start out. Like, as far as, like... Just from a strictly, you know, as far as, like, your blueprints. Right? Skin's in the You're going to be like, oh, dear. I, mean, I don't think it's solely made of skin. Okay. So you're kind I of candy caning I think it. You're thinking it's of a, a Mandy cane. You're thinking of a bully stick for a dog. Sure. Right. So It's, it's like, something you wrapped around the cane oh, for... Oh, well, now I'm actually a little more interested. Now, how much... <laughs> So he's taking... Okay. And is that founded? No. Oh, he, said, he's, he said inmate Fred Nye had claimed he had uh, to assist the chief prison doctor in stripping skin from seven or eight dead inmates. Ugh. And he gave a statement that Joe read. Quote, I would bring them in a basket to my private workroom where I would cut the skins into strips. What kind of silence of the lambs shit... <laughs> puts the skin in the basket and then it makes the cane. <laughs> in order that they might become seasoned quicker than Excuse if me, sir? Excuse me, sir? Seasoned? Oh. oh. No, Dave. No, thank God. People who are listening, you're lucky. Then if I left them in entire pieces... When the skins became seasoned to a degree... To seasoned a meaning what? Toughened? I think so. Ugh. It's better than like oregano, I guess. <laughs> like Salt Bay. <laughs> Put salt and pepper on them. Yeah. They're almost there. There we go. These would make great canes. Ooh, paprika. <laughs> uh, to a degree to allow them of their being worked up, I would cut them into small square pieces Ugh. and perforate each... Piece in the center for a steel rod to pass through, after which neat walking sticks could be produced. Oh my God! What so the fuck? So he's putting, he's putting the rod through the little pieces of human skin, and then sorry, just and the rod is then the cane, and it's just wrapped in that skin. Or you're like, yeah, I think you probably then wrap. I think it's. I think really think it's. A decorative thing. Yeah, of course. Not that I understand. But my question is, the rod. So you're done, or then you take it off the rod, and then you're like, okay, now we've stretched it. I th yeah, I think you. I yeah, and then you put it on the cane, and then you go to the cane. Awesome. Nice said he was so disgusted that doctor gave him whiskey to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, it's really grossing me out. Uh, yeah. oh. uh -huh. He made five canes. Two. Each for the doctors and one for himself, which he ended up giving. So disgusted he made one for himself. <laughs> Just horrifying. I mean, I guess if I hurt my leg or something, it might come in handy. <laughs> hey, handy. Uh, and he gave that cane to Joe with his statement. Dems, of course, claim it's a lie. The skinned men were Irish and black, and the Dems said all Irish were Dems, 
and they were trying to woo black voters, so there's no way they would use their skin. Oh, my God. I mean, the idea that you're like, politically speaking, this wouldn't make any... It's like, no, don't do that part. We'd lose the Irish vote. Because, do you understand? It's not... Oh, yeah, and it's fucking crazy. That, too. Yeah, and it's fucking disgusting and crazy, for sure. The night nurse and cook confirmed Nye's story. Quote, saw Nye working the skins into canes, and the sight was a most revolting one. It produced a great stench. Uh, uh, yeah. Stinky so, canes. Stinky skin canes. That's right. Uh. So Dem papers started attacking Joe. The Union County Journal pointed out skin wouldn't smell. Uh, the angles are crazy that people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. It wouldn't stink. Plus, they're, they're Irish and black, so... Yeah, good Lord. Come on. What are you talking about? Fools. Quote, it would probably not smell so... Quote, it would probably not smell nearly so bad as calf skin under the same conditions. The paper said if there was a skin cane, then Joe had made it just for the campaign. <laughs> it's, it's... So he... It's, the accusation is that he got just too... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. It's a false flag skin cane. Right, yeah. It's a, it's a scape cane. <laughs> the prison doctor's office... I, I, I will say, I'm a little shocked how long this part's going on. I know. I felt like, okay, it's a crazy accusation. Now it's like, now the doctor analyzed the cane. <laughs> The prison doctor's office landlord said he went Landlord? To, yeah. the, now, this, it was laid on rent. Do you need my help? No, landlord, no. The cane? Okay. <laughs> the landlord said he went to a prison autopsy and Why watched, was he there? Just, just to watch. I, I just was there. Hey, uh, I realize you're my tenant and everything, but would you mind if I went and saw an autopsy at your prison? Oh, no, of course not. Of course, you're my landlord. Of course. You want to come to that? That makes total sense. Please, please. That'd be great. Also, I'm raising your rent. Oh, well, what you know, that's not shocking. That'll end soon. So it's up to $39 and a couple of pieces of shit. Jesus, that's robbery. What a normal time. So he went to a prison autopsy and watched him strip skin from a corpse. The foreman at the Schwecker Brothers Oak Leather Company said the doctor asked about tanning the skin of a soon-to-be-hung prisoner. He wanted, quote, perfect skin from head to toe. The foreman said, absolutely not. Rumors are flying. A barber was given a razor strap made of skin from a horse thief. He got it from another barber wait, who got wait, it from the prison so, doctor. So, this is all just flying you're around You're micro-machining this shit. Yeah. What are you talking about? Now What's just, the horse part? Now there's just... They, he got skin from a horse thief that, who was in the prison. He got... Okay, so... Jesus Christ. So skin is... There's definitely skin in the game. Everyone, everyone's talking about skin Everyone, stuff now. Yeah, right. So now the skin is taken out. Right. So the whole town now is like, well, I don't really mind if you use dead prisoners' skin. And people are like, I think it's rude. Plus, it's just not a great cane. It's a stinky cane. A bartender was said to be using a piece of skin to scare customers. What? All right, get out. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Once we have lights, we'll flash them. Till then. <laughs> I love his skin and tonic. Is that possible? 
The doctor called Nia a liar and said the bodies were in the prison cemetery and to just dig them up and they'd see they're fine. Then a medical college said they received two of the bodies and there was no damage to them. After the horrific accusations by Joe, the claims just sort of went away. Everyone just kind of stopped talking about it. How is that After a couple of months possible? of freaking out. How is that possible? There's no consequences. What? So people are like, well, we'll never know. Either way, the whatever. Ti- the Times Democrat said Joe was mocked for the accusation. Quote, his cane speech made Foraker a laughingstock, so much so that even the small boy, as he sees him going along the street, exclaims, there goes skin cane Foraker. The fact that children are not, only not shielded from that, they're like, hey, what an idiot. Maybe one or two canes. This guy is so stupid. The Democrats would always call him Skin Cane Forrester. That was his nickname from, from now on. Cool. Cool. Um, we, don't, we, we don't know. Good. <laughs> okay. Just, I mean, yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> we don't know if the Skin Cane thing is true, but the most respected doctor in the city examined the cane and said it had discs made from the skin of people and an animal. One was Who's actually... mixing? What? Who's mixing? You got to throw in a little... Hey, you go, little dog, little man, you know what I mean? Little rat, there we go, yeah. <laughs> Just how they make fake crab meat, but with humans for canes. Yeah, there you go. It's like dog food, but a walking stick. There you go. <laughs> Um, one was actually auctioned off recently, but I couldn't find any information about Who it. Who the like, fuck was like, 100000 uh, Maybe someone start lower first. I just really want to get my hands on that. Now, in 1887, President uh, Cleveland... I'll hide that from you. Mm-hmm. Hide that from me? Yeah. I don't want you to see the next picture. <laughs> Just back off. Okay, pal. All right, you weirdo. It's not your diary. Um, So President Cleveland tells all the uh, governors in uh, Union states to return captured Confederate battle flags to their owners. And Joe was like, fuck no. Okay. And he said, quote, no rebel flags will be returned while I am governor and he becomes a big hero to vets of the Civil War. So, Between that and the bloody shirt speeches, they're like, this is our guy. And what his stance then would now be considered controversial. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's right. We've gone backwards. Hmm. Strange. <laughs> How long until we're like selling skin canes again? <laughs> it's fine to do as long as it's made from the skin of Democrats. <laughs> Um, cartoon. You're gonna love these skin canes. We got them available. <laughs> and despite what the fake news media says, these are 100% human skin. No horse. No dog. <laughs> now, cartoons showed him, uh, you know, attacking Cleveland. Um, they showed things like. Joe shooting Cleveland with a cannon. Joe is reelected, and now people are talking about him as a presidential candidate. Like, this guy's got it. 
He ran for a third term, but now liquor is a problem again. A law prohibiting uh, booze from being sold on Sunday was passed, and uh, Germans didn't like it. They spent their Sundays in beer gardens. Yeah. That's right. So that'll, they, that'll show you. They considered it... We the, hacked the system, stupid. <laughs> we bought it all on Saturday. No! <laughs> Just one more thing. What if we were to load up during the week in preparation for Sunday? <laughs> Then we'd go outside and get shit canned. <laughs> Stupid America. So they really considered an attack on their personal freedoms, and thousands of German Republicans said they would not vote. Joe also made... F- Man, can made- you imagine that now? You're throwing the election. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Pick. Oh, God. One of the two. Please stop talking. <laughs> Please stop. Um, Joe made claims about his opponent accusing him of corruption, but then it turned out the claims were based on fake documents, and so he looked really dumb. He ends up losing. Wow, what an amazing time to be like, whoops. (laughs) You mean it wasn't tethered to reality? Oh, boy. People aren't going to love that. (laughs) So he waits, and then he runs for the Senate in 1897, and he wins. Okay. Um, now, he also worked, while he was in the Senate, he worked as a lawyer, which was pretty common. They didn't get paid a lot, so they had a sidekick. They, they still do now, kind of. <laughs> yeah, they do. Just insider trading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, they had a very, the Forkers had a very active D.C. social life. Uh, visits to the White House, parties. Um, so they're, they're, they're living it up. And sure. then the... Uh, Vice President dies in 1899, and Teddy Roosevelt replaces him. Now, and had makes... him stuffed, had the Vice President. Not yeah. a lot of people know he had the Vice President stuffed. He did. Put and... his head on the wall next to some antelope and yep. yeah, some other wild beasts. Yep. Uh, Nobody. It's fine. Uh, so this makes Teddy Roosevelt a shoe-in for the presidency, the, the nomination. Right. Okay. Which right, right. Joe was going for. Right. So he'd have to wait at least four years. So he keeps speaking all over the country in campaigns and the bloody shirt speeches. Uh, he, got, he got the nicknames Fire Alarm Joe and Boom Tara. And Boom Tar? Boom Tara. Sorry, Boom Tara. Boom Tara. Boom Tara? Probably Boom Tara, right? Probably Boom Tara? It's like a song. Boom. Whatever. Sing They're, it. No, no, no. no really? I don't know what. Boom Tara. I don't know what well, the fuck but it is. Well, but could you stretch it out into a bit boom of a. Boom Tara. Angel. Uh, then McKinley was assassinated. Uh, Roosevelt becomes president. That's how that works. Uh-huh. Uh, Joe uh, backs Roosevelt. He supports him. Uh, when Roosevelt invited Booker T. Washington to the White House, and America has actually lost their mind. Sure, shocking. He, he, he backed him. Um, but then Roosevelt wanted to uh, have the government set freight rates for uh, the railroads, and uh, Joe was not happy about this. He called it unconstitutional. What does that mean, exactly? Uh, what? That the freight un- rates. 
Well, so it's saying you can't charge that much. You're, so you're gouging. Capping, right, they're gouging. Okay. They're a monopoly. Okay, they're fucking gotcha. everyone. Right. If you can imagine the government doing something <laughs> about a monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucked! <laughs> oh, my God. What just happened to you? <laughs> I'm having so much fun. It's fine. Yeah. Who's your favorite billionaire? <laughs> Let's the pick dead, Which one died? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Um, he was only one of three senators to vote against uh, the the freight uh, regulation, and the only Republican. So now people in Ohio are fucking pissed. And is that because he grew up rich? What's his deal? Uh, no, he just he's he a just... lawyer and he represents companies. And, ah, and he's, so he's, he has a conflict of interest. He's also a, a libertarian sort of like he just thinks the government should be involved in that shit. He right. wants he wants the What's railroads the point to of be government? able to yeah, exactly. fuck people over. Yeah, as was. Meant to be. Yes, as it was designed by the original guys who fucked people over. Yes. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, so he represents big, represents big companies. He is called the railroad senator and the representative of the interests. <laughs> Cosmopolitan wrote, quote, Forca has always been against the people. Um, so now he's fighting Roosevelt more publicly uh, over a bunch of different shit. Sure. In Cuba, Roosevelt had fought with the all-black soldier 25th Inch Infantry, known as the Buffalo Soldiers. Um, in 1906, some of them were transferred to Brownsville, Texas, to Fort Brown. So they were brought in, and they replaced an all-white unit that okay. had been there, and the locals in Brownsville... Oh. Not happy. Really? Weird. So Texas used to be very different. Yeah. Stores won't sell anything to the soldiers. A man beats up a soldier with a revolver for brushing up against his wife on the street. Sure. Um, this was, quote, in the manner of the South. Mm -hmm. you, that's what you do. Yep. It's called manners. Yep. Um, so then a white lady... Asked, uh -oh, here we go. Here comes Karen, said <laughs> a soldier try, had tried to rape her. Okay. Of course... No evidence whatsoever. Her story is vague. It's super contradictory, but she's white, and this is what you have to do as a white lady back then. It's the law. <laughs> and then on the night of August 13th, gunshots are fired on the, on the route from the town to the fort. Okay. So just randomly shooting at houses, and it lasts about 10 minutes. Um, a Latino cop was wounded, and a bartender was killed. And, of course, the whites blamed the sure. Buffalo Soldiers. Uh, on Rampage. Rampage. Right. Witnesses said they had seen them creeping around with guns. Sure. Creeping right. around. And didn't do anything. No, they're just like, oh, there's some soldiers. Oh, that could uh, go soldiers. bad. That could black, go bad. They said black soldiers just creeping around town with guns. Just wait. What's for dinner? <laughs> Skin cane. Murder. Um, but the soldiers had actually been on curfew and ordered to stay in the barracks. And then afterwards, their weapons were checked by the superior. None had been fired. Now, the mayor of Brownsville, who... Uh, oh, yeah, skin cane. <laughs> so the mayor there sa says the shells that they find are the same ones the black troops use. The mayor... The, ma the mayor of Brownsville. Okay. And, uh, and then... And then everyone's like telling the troops, well, admit that you did it. And the 
troops are like, well, we know, because we didn't. And You're that, not very good at admitting stuff, are you? <laughs> and that made people more mad. Sure, yeah. Well, of course, right. <laughs> so Fess up to the thing you didn't do, or we'll get angry. So they started calling it, quote, a conspiracy of silence. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, amazing. <laughs> wow. The military sends a major down to investigate, and he concludes that... Yep. They did it. Yes, they did it. They did it. Yeah. Yep. 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 So the War Department just assumes they're guilty, and then, and then uh, Teddy waits till after the elections, and on November 6th, he, Roosevelt dishonorably discharged 167 black soldiers of the 25th Infantry. Some people are like, this is bullshit, because a lot of these guys are super famous, like as soldiers. Um, one of them had been like, 200 cartoons over the years, like they're these what? well-known soldiers. Oh, cartoon famous. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's going to get worse. Uh, one of my least favorite things to hear during shows. <laughs> hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. So this means they don't get pensions. They cannot apply for a government job. So they, they've gone from being soldiers that everybody respects to now a life of just like up some menial job somewhere, some right. shit job. Right, um, Some had been close to retirement, so they're fucked. So Joe at first thinks they're guilty, and then he starts looking into it, and he's like, oh. It's amazing. Uh, so he's formed his opinion, and then he's like, now what are the facts? <laughs> That's interesting. So he sends a man as a, as a senator, he sends a, an investigator down to get testimony, and then he's like, oh, these guys are all innocent. And so he pushes a resolution to have all investigation information turned over from the White House and the military sure, department. Sure, the info, okay. And Roosevelt says that he, no. would, he would turn over, quote, the facts as to the murderous conduct. Uh... And then... <laughs> 
feels like there's an edge on that. No, the, I will turn over the murder fuck, fuckity fucks shit. I just want the facts. Yeah, the facts are that they can go fuck their murder fucking selves. Oh, yeah, Teddy. Jesus. Fucks. Teddy. Total fucking murder Teddy. fucks. Teddy. So um, Roosevelt also says, look, my decision had nothing to do with them being black. <laughs> now. <laughs> sure. Yeah. In 19- I didn't know they were black till just now. <laughs> In 1902, Major Edwin Forbes Glenn had been court-martialed during... Who is this? Major Edwin Forbes Glenn. Okay. Now, he had been court-martialed during the Philippine-American War uh, because he had had 47 POWs kneel and, quote, repent their sins and then had them bayoneted and clubbed to death. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't look at me like, what? (laughs) What are you upset about? What? It's war. Um, he also had a couple of priests and a mayor waterboarded, uh. which back then was called the water cure. Ah, uh, water curing. I'm surprised we didn't bring that back. I mean, we kind of did. <laughs> 24 so he, did. So Glenn gets convicted of reckless disregard of human life and, you know, of course, gets a one-month suspension and a $50 fine. Ah, uh, that'll teach him. No more of that until 30 days from now. And now, three years later, he's sent to Columbus, Ohio, to deal with a very unorganized situation at the barracks. Okay. It's so bad, commanders don't know where they've assigned recruits. So, guys who are listed as deserters are actually working at their post. Like, there's just all this... It's a fucking mess. Because they had essentially sent every officer and every soldier out to the war, and then they just brought in new people... And they and were so just like, just what? Chaos. And some guy was just like, yeah, I work here. <laughs> awesome. You know what to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, 100%. We got this. Fuck that enemy, whoever. Yeah. Show them. Which These, enemy? The enemy were fight. These colors don't run. Unless you right. wash them in warm. Who, who are we fighting? We're fighting. It's, it's more of a theology in a lot of ways we're fighting. Versus a direct enemy. We have many direct enemies, and we need to get them. When's lunch? And how free is it? (laughs) And when we find them, we're not going to take shit from the enemy. We will win. Because this country was founded upon winners who fought fairly. (laughs) And we will continue to do that. Stars and bars? Yeah, that's right. And paydays every other Friday, I would guess. We're not going to take shit. From who? Any of them. <laughs> the lot of them. But specifically right now, which enemy? The one we got to get rid of, and we will get rid of them. Which is what I'm going to do around here. Make sure none of them come here. And I'll identify them right away. And you can tell. Easily. Tell. That they're bad. Because we're on the right side. And they're on the wrong side. And I'm not afraid to end their lives to make this better for us. What? Yeah. How big are the beds is the question. They're big? (laughs) Do we get big beds? Yeah. And I can wear a sleeping hat? Yep. What if I snore like... (laughs) That's expected. Good. Because we're going to show... The the, the idea that that they're going to come here or that we're going to go there, we're doing one of the two. And maybe both. We'll fight them there so we don't have to fight them here, but I'll defend here 
Where? So that I don't have to go there. All over there. Which one, though? Them, the others, the baddies, the guys who don't get it. We believe in freedom, and they don't probably do that. <laughs> and we'll kill them. Yeah, I'm done with them. I hate them. I hate them. My blood boils over them. This country's too goddamn good to handle those people. We which, can't deal with them. Which people? Them. You know what they look like? I don't. Yeah. Kind of uh, like us, but different, kind of, too. Maybe very different. Probably sort of different at minimum and very at maximum. And I don't like it. <laughs> Never have, never will. And if you got a problem with that, Jack, hire someone different. I'm not going to compromise. I won't do it. I'll take them out right now. Snap their necks, cut their throats. Who? Them, fuckface. God, you're Those an ass. Those pieces of shit. You're a terrible fucking person. I'm going to save your ass. From what? You're the guys who might also be women, maybe. Fuck. <laughs> I don't want them here. I want the money up front, jack-off. What money? Am I not getting paid? No. Then I don't know who. <laughs> I've been drinking all morning, asshole. <laughs> you wasted my goddamn time for. So when Glenn showed up, he quickly said that Jewish mer merchants were preying on the soldiers. Oh, my God. So he gets there, and he's like, well, it's the Jews! Okay, good start. I mean, that'll do. Um, so the Columbus barracks held military prisoners who were waiting for trial. The, it also held new recruits who had, had minor infractions, so it turns out to be like a school for crime. Right. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Which is what, that's how we reform people. Learn new crimes and then we can get you back in here to take telemarketing calls. <laughs> On January 19th, 1907, five months after the Brownsville affair, a, a recruit said he had been at a brothel and was stabbed during a fight with a black guy. Okay. Weird circumstance too. Right? Yeah. Don't combine those two. <laughs> so I'm fucking this lady. Right, and then I'm also fighting. So and I'm also... fucking, I'm fighting. I'm fucking, I'm fighting. <laughs> you know how it is. It's like a cartoon dust cloud where fists and dicks are just popping out. Welcome to my brothel, fists and dicks. <laughs> All right, and y'all looking to fight or fuck or both? Both. All right, both's $25. Just fucking is five, just fighting is five, and doing both is 10. But you can fuck, fight all you want, walk around tonight for a day pass, that's $25. And if y'all want to come back tomorrow, you can get a Twicket for six. <laughs> you go. Uh, so two days I'm after... I'm looking to stab and stab. <laughs> Two days after the stabbing uh, accusation, a German immigrant recruit said a black guy had shot a member of the battalion, which is a total lie. It's just so, I mean, it is so easy to just be like, a black guy did it. And they're yeah. all like, what? We knew it was going to happen again. <laughs> uh, so 
they're now incensed, and all the angry recruits start marching to town looking for the stabber in the Badlands. Okay. But no one knew what he looked like, so... Uh, where their, uh, this is where like their racism brushes up against their reality. You know? Yeah. On 4th Street, they start throwing bricks and stones through uh, stores, brothels, and saloon windows. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah, just throw bricks through buildings until it works out. Um, they're shouting, kill the... <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Quote, they gathered in front of a grocery store operated by Albert Sodi, a cripple. And what is Got to put that in there. What is the angle? What angle? Well, do they, is there any association to... There's a guy... They're just like, the grocery store's where it is. Throw the bricks through there. There's a disabled man inside. Perfect. This will work. I mean, I'm sure it's a black-owned store and there's black customers inside. But that's where it ends. Well, you got to take care of that business. For sure. Good point. They flung several Got volleys... Got a little quiet in here lately. Have you noticed? <laughs> they flung several volleys of sticks and rocks through the doors and windows, terrified customers... I'm not trying to nitpick this racist action, but sticks? Who's the sticks guy? <laughs> hey, Tom, that'll... T- Come on, everybody, twig them! Twig them out! Go! I've also got some berries I collected. <laughs> there we go. That'll do it. Hey, anyone for pine cones? <laughs> I'm allergic. Oh, dear. Space boy. <laughs> Mother. They don't know how to riot. They brought twigs with their bricks. So the terrified customers are huddling inside. It goes on for a while. Pretty much... Every window in the area, area is broken. Men and women are beaten. People run for their lives. Glenn finally sends 60 soldiers to make arrests. Um, so he wires Roosevelt that night and asks him to dishonorably discharge the white soldiers. Okay. He's hoping it will force him to reverse the Brownsville decision. Right. And anti-Forker uh, people at Ohio claim the uh, riot was a setup designed to humiliate Roosevelt. Sure. So they were saying false flag shit right. back right. then. Right, right, before false flags. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The Alex Jones of their day having quite a field day. <laughs> so Glenn says he'll punish the soldiers uh, and not and tells you know the White House and D.C. not to get involved. Right. And the military secretary general was asked if the riot was similar to Brownsville. Quote: Anybody killed? Were houses riddled with bullets? Were women and children endangered? Was anybody frightened to death? Was the trouble caused by soldiers having firearms? Kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Sort people. of similar. Yeah, really, little, a lot of uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Well. Quit answering. <laughs> and then he says Brownsville is completely different, obviously. Obviously. A lot of differences. You know. You know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> you know what they are. <laughs> the victims, he said, in Columbus weren't really upset by the riot. No, good Lord. It was fun. They were funning. Come on. Uh, Who doesn't love a li- There were twigs. I mean, that's just sort of light. I think I saw a beach ball. It was like a concert. He called it a, quote, boyish prank. It was a bit of a boyish prank. 
You know how grown men acting as children are. Boys. Boys will be boys, even when they're men. And it's racially fueled. That's just boys being boys who are men. That's all that is. <laughs> Let's forget it ever happened. <laughs> the next week, Glenn was promoted. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, and then he was chosen to defend Major Charles Penrose, who was being court-martialed because he was in charge of the guys at Brownsville. Penrose was charged with not taking the necessary precaution in preventing the Brownville, Brownsville insurrection. Uh, he requests Glenn as his lawyer, and then he's found not guilty. No. Now, the rioters were fined. Uh, the white rioters. Were fined? Fined. Okay. Okay. Four had court martial charges filed. And uh, the Columbus citizen. Oops, sorry. That's okay. You're human. Unlike um, space boy. So basically, the result of all this stuff in Columbus was that uh, they decided that the problem was that all the, the rest of the black recruits in Columbus uh, would be sent away. Uh. Quote, hereafter, the enlisted enlistment of the colored men would be limited to the better class. So... <laughs> I mean, it, like... The uh, white guys I, riot. I mean, it's just, like, it is just... The refusal to ever have an actual takeaway. Yeah. It is a feature, not a bug. So Joe rips uh, Roosevelt after uh, over Brownsville on the Senate floor. And the, he, he's making bring up all these facts. And so the... Seven hours, he said? Yeah, seven hours. So the New has York, it been that long? Yeah, this has been. I really mean, this long. last part's kind of felt like it, to be honest. <laughs> so papers say that a Senate inquiry is needed, and Roosevelt sends more investigators back to Brownsville to find more witnesses to back his version yeah, of the story. Yeah, right. Of course. Um, Joe keeps speaking for a resolution, and he's pissing off other Republicans, and it goes on for a while, and then he finally gives in. And changes it so the resolution won't question Roosevelt's authority in the affair, right? Right. So, so he was right. So Teddy is now the winner right. of this fight. And instead of handling it like a gentleman, he starts rubbing it in. Quote, when Farker ate crow and took the very amendment upon which I insisted, I did not see how I could make any open protest against it. There has never been a more complete case of back down and humiliation oh, than Jesus this Christ. of Foraker's. Dude, I really... Oh, fucking Such a dick. I know. It's like... Uh, I want to make a Seinfeld reference, but I won't. It just reminds me of a Where uh, Milos, the tennis instructor. It just reminds me of that. That's all I'll say. Um, but it's like you, okay, so you kind of make this mea culpa, like, all right, fine. Like, I'll make this concession in order to try to get a... And he's like, stupid, man. Yeah, you're you, you were so wrong. Yeah. And you tried to come against the king, and you got knocked the fuck out. Like, yeah. You son of a bitch. So they have this thing called the gridiron dinner, which is like... The what? The gridiron dinner. 
the gridiron dinner, two stakes, three men, one leads. <laughs> if you finish it all, you get your picture on a wall and a free T-shirt. And we take you out in a wheelchair with an IV. It's a whole thing. So it's like the whatever. Fat Sal's of their day. Yes, the Fat Sal. It's like the, it's like the, the president's night thing with all the press. Okay. Oh, sort of like correspondence dinner Yeah, cor- it's like okay. the correspondence dinner. So they have a program, get ready for some racism, with cartoons of prominent people and then a limerick beside it. So uh, people who are going to be at the dinner. Sure. With a li- so li- limerick jokes. Great. Great. Um, to me, great tea up. I'm... Saddened to hear where it goes. This is uh, Joe's. All coons look alike to me. Jesus Christ. <sighs> JB Foraker says he, says he, even if they is black as can be and is dressed in blue or yaller khaki, and then, you know, it goes on, it gets worse, as you can see, which I'm not going to read. Uh, so this is in the program. Oh, my fucking God. And the president's like... <laughs> Another winner. <laughs> so uh, Roosevelt speaks, and it's not as light as it usually is. What? He's talking a lot about the Brownsville thing, right? And he ended with, "Quote: There may have been but two companies of that regiment in that unwholesome business, but all coons look alike to me." Ah, what the fuck? And Joe, they say, just goes ashen-faced. And no one has ever been allowed to reply to a president at the gridiron dinner. Well, Trump kind of (laughs) did. Until now, the MC tells Joe to reply. What, he's like eight-miling it? He's like, Joe, you good? (laughs) Go. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's that offensive that he's like, your turn. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Holy fuck. That was horrendous. And I think they also know he's a All right, really... just spit a limerick like Eminem would. <laughs> they also know he's a really good speaker, so they want to see this. Right. So one audience member said, quote, he gave the president the plainest talk he has probably ever listened to. To the Ohio senator, the president looked the same as any other individual. So Joe says the investigation was important, and he hadn't done it to raise his profile or embarrass the president. People are cheering him throughout his speech. Right. When he's done, Roosevelt screams for quiet. So, like, during applause? Yeah. Wow. Quiet, quiet, quiet! No! I won! (laughs) There's no applause for Roosevelt. Come on! Oh, that's so sad. I mean, it's great, but it's also pathetic. Yes. Oh, no, no, no! I did it! I'm the better one! Remember before? His was shit! Mine was so good! Come on, clap your head together, not for me! For me! Titty! Come on! Why is everyone looking like I got real racist in here? Chill the fuck out! His wasn't even a limerick. <laughs> Hello? What is wrong with everybody? This is pretty close to what he did. <laughs> <laughs> he takes his mustache off and throws it on the ground. <laughs> Bullshit. 
So there's no applause for him throughout. And as he spoke, people were like, with, the whole room's like murmuring because everyone's talking. Quit murmuring. Quote, the president, mad clear through, between clenched teeth, declared that the only place the Brownsville Battalion could get justice was at the White House. He said it was his power alone. That's always cool. A, a senator said he was red-faced and furious and yelling. Quote, some of those men were bloody butchers. The only reason I didn't have them hung was because I couldn't find out which ones did the shooting. And he yelled at the top of his lungs for 10 minutes and then stormed out. Was that a limerick? (laughs) It didn't rhyme as much as one. Now, gridiron dinners are never reported on. It's like, don't talk about what happened at the gridiron dinner. Oh, really? But this one breaks the mold. Right. And everyone's fucking talking about it. He lost his shit. DC is totally rocked. So Roosevelt not only threw a tantrum. Right. But a now teddy tantrum. Everybody knows. Right. So he's humiliated and upset. Right. And, and the, he's the victim in all this for sure. <laughs> so the blowback is pretty quick. Um, Roosevelt... For, like, within a few days, refuses to approve uh, a judge that Joe recommended, which is, like, unheard of. Imagine those days. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> because of partisanship? Weird. And, well, they're in the same party. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, right, but yeah. still, like, personal reasons. So, then the Forkers are iced from... The who? The Forkers. Oh, okay. Right, sorry. The Forkers are iced from White House dinners and social events. Um, But Joe's still like, I'm going to run for president. Like, he's... he's. So the Brownsville investigation has gone on for eight months. And while it was going on now, because they've been iced out, it's still going on, people stop coming to the Forkers' house during the day. Mrs. Foraker, quote, men who were for my husband and helping him collect information called only after dark. Wow. Sometimes men sent their wives to see me. Then we began to get it. We were being watched. Wow. The president had posted detectives outside their house. Their mail was being opened. Anything that Joe did was being reported to the president. Jesus Christ. Fucking A. (laughs) Uh, I mean, like, that surveillance back then, it's so, I mean, it's, like, so shady now, but to, like, just be like, open his mail. (laughs) He'll know. I don't care. (laughs) He did not win the gridiron dinner. Do you understand me? I won. I rhymed. Mine rhymed. Uh, The New York Times warned uh, federal reps to avoid Joe if they wanted to keep their jobs. Now, Jesus Christ. The Brownsville committee finally wraps up. Nine senators release a report backing Roosevelt. Four Republicans issue a minority report saying it's inconclusive. And then Joe and another senator issue a second minority report saying the soldiers were innocent and that legislation should be introduced saying that. <laughs> so his report is fucking thick and detailed, and he obliterates the idea that these right. the, the, the Buffalo soldiers shot up Brownsville. Um, 
he has concluded that they took the shells that they said the guy shot from the uh, soldier's um, target practice site oh. and littered them around Well, you don't need to get too deep into the... De- I mean, it's pretty obvious what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, obviously, they took the shell. That's what... Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and those canes are made from... Uh... Uh, skin. Okay. Yeah. Um, he proved that locals staged the attack, and the New York Evening Post is convinced. Other press are saying he's lying to save his career, so it's the usual, you know, political right. bullshit. Yep. Um, Roosevelt gets a message to Joe and says if he drops all of this, he could have any ambassadorship in the world that he wants. What a weird, weird little... I mean, it's so crazy. Because I don't, obviously, believe it or not, Dave, I don't know a lot about Teddy Roosevelt. But I did not think he was this insane. I mean, now he's just like... <laughs> you didn't think the guy who basically went through Africa killing every animal in Africa I mean, like, insane? he's got some problems for sure. But, like, the way he's handling this, you're like, dude, are you okay? Like, <laughs> what's going on? He's like, look, where do you want to be an ambassador to? Like, what? Did you read the report? Doesn't matter. Where do you want to go? What do you want? <laughs> Ireland? What do you want? Come on, name it. Anywhere. Come on. So Taft is worried that this is going to blow back on him. So he starts another investigation to support Roosevelt's decision, sends more guys down to Brownsville. To go find things that just basically find what he wants them to yeah, find. Yeah, because Joe has basically put out this report that right. blows the whole thing open. Right. So, so it's that, I mean, it's just like, all right. So Nixon is just an extension. <laughs> <laughs> so he, Joe reads this report and he fucking loses it. They, they use illegal... Methods to get confessions. Soldiers are said they'll be reinstated if they admit they did it. Like, all this shit. Right. Um, so he now really starts going after Roosevelt and Taft in speeches. And finally, they reach a compromise. And they agree to... Every soldier will be evalu- evaluated for reinstatement. Uh, re- right. e- each guy. Okay. But Joe's like that. Yeah, but who's doing that? Yeah, well, the military. Right. But Joe's like, he doesn't think it'll work, and, but he agrees to it. And they, Joe now has the names of the actual shooters. What? And he gives it to the lawyers. Well, the, uh, that won't help us in this investigation into the shooting. <laughs> no. He gives it to the lawyers of the soldiers, and the military's like, oh, no, we don't want that. No, no, no. Come on. Let us figure it out first. Um, of all the soldiers, right, 167, 14 are reinstated. Wow. Half they never even talked to. But now all these black Americans across the country fucking love Joe. He's getting hundreds of letters. Joe Foraker Clubs for Black Voters are organized across the country. Wow. Uh, even former President Cleveland says Joe has displayed courage. But most Americans don't like him. Right. Weird. Republican so, politics. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think it know. is? I can't think Any of it. Any idea? I don't know. Mm, 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 mm. Well, maybe we'll never know. <laughs> and never solve. <laughs> um, Republican politicians are mad. No one backs Joe for president. Now... Is that the slogan? Yeah. <laughs> the Jogan? Taft gets the nomination. And a lot of other stuff. He's... He's still running for Senate, though, Joe is. On September 1908, in September 1908, William Randolph Hearst Mm. Uh is giving political speeches. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. And he's in Columbus. Prime day. And he gives a speech in which he reads letters from the president of Standard Oil to Joe. And they're from the past, these letters. Uh Uh-huh. And they asked Joe to kill bills and stop judicial appointments. Okay. And then the company says, we're sending you money. And Hearst reads these. Now, remember, he was working as Standard Oil's attorney. Right. So it was for legal work he did, but Hearst made it sound like... For this... It was paying off a senator. senator. Right. So then two weeks later, Hearst reads more letters, but now he reads them in reverse order. Nice. So it seems like Joe is getting paid after killing a bill instead of getting money before. Right. Um, And then the, I don't know who, but they search Joe's houses in D.C. and Ohio. They don't find anything. Taft says, quote, I cannot hit a man when he's down. Roosevelt puts out a statement attacking Joe for all everything, basically. Um, so now Joe's just fucking pissed. My God, it's so fucking easy. Yeah, like it really it is. It's like if you're in charge, it's really easy. Yeah, we're so stupid, and they're so calculated, and the media is so corrupted that that's plenty. Yeah, well, you're not fun. And it never ends. I mean, it's just never, it's never. the same shit now. Where it's it just never. like, hey, we can ruin him real quick. How do you want to do it? All right, let's do that. And then we'll stay in power and ruin everything. Awesome. Well, no one ever listens to the correction. No, no one ever they listens to the, the correction. But also, it's like when you pick, like, I mean, it's like when you, I mean, it is just like today where you're just like, I really like the way Ari Melber gives me information. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake. How are the fuck? <laughs> I mean, what am I going to say to you? How can I have a conversation with you? So Joe calls Taft Cower a coward publicly. Um, he, he talks about all the times that Taft vacationed with uh, CEOs of companies. And, um, and he said he liked Roosevelt so little he didn't want their names to be printed in the same newspaper. It's going to be tough Good to write name. this article, Joe. <laughs> you put us in quite a pickle. You mean Bob. Uh, right. Sorry, Bob. The Inquirer wrote, quote, his political epitaph has been written. Hearst keeps reading more letters. Nice. Now the press is attacking Joe. <laughs> Jesus. It's so look, easy. He is, he is a politician who works for companies. We already know that. Yeah. But they all are. Like, they all, they all have side jobs. Whatever. Right. It's like, it's what it says. It's like, he got framed and fucked over, but also he is a corrupt asshole. Like, it's like... They all... I mean, again, it's very difficult because, you, yeah, you can tear down all of them very easily. It's like, yeah. if you make money... You know, if you become a famous politician, you're going to make money. And yeah. then it's very easy to just be like, well, you make money. And then it's like, well, shit. I mean, I don't... <laughs> you yeah. gotta, we gotta pick our favorite millionaires, I guess. Um, the Ohio State Journal, quote, no man can serve the interests of a private company and the public... At once and the same time. Did they suggest, are they suggesting a woman? No, no, no. No man can do this. What about a woman? Get out of here. What a foolish question. <laughs> a woman, imagine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> New, New York World called Joe a public tragedy. He announced his retirement. So he, uh, he, he's off out of public, public eye. Three years later, Hearst 
republishes the letters in his papers. Why? He's got nothing? Now, this time, Collier's takes a look at them. Oh, nice. Finally. Right on time. Five? Well, he would never give up the letters. Right. Five were published before 1904. But the typewriter they were made with was not sold until 1905. What the fuck? Who? I mean, imagine figuring that out. Look at the E. The E's different. We didn't have that E. It used to look like a backwards three. <laughs> Do you understand what we're dealing with? Plus this ink, this ink, this squid wasn't located until two years after the original typing. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. You need, yeah I, I mean, it? I get it. I'm just like, I don't... Think about it. I don't care. The spacing's even marginally different. Here, take yeah. this ring, put it in there. What? The font size is different. This is Courier. It was printed on Courier New. Okay. We didn't have a new courier until the initial courier was established. Isn't that striking? Doesn't that blow your mind a bit? No, I don't... I... These letters were impossible to have typed in that same time. In other words, these were released backwards. Also, the signatures were forged on the letters. <laughs> one too. It's a different font. Plus, those are all fake. <laughs> so, bit of a twofer. <laughs> this is my Columbo just one more thing moment. <laughs> um, the Senate held a committee hearing and Hearst came and refused to say where he got the letters. Because <laughs> he, he made them up. Yeah. Um, so Joe went back to law, but after a bit, he started speaking for candidates again. And in one speech, he called Roosevelt a nationalist and said his ideas were more dangerous to Americans than any monarchy in Europe. He was always talking shit about Taft. Republicans are pissed. Some of them want him thrown out of the party, but then people start liking him again when he starts attacking President Wilson. So now it seems like people like him again, so he's like, I'm going to run for Senate. Uh, they don't like him that much. In 1914, he thought he had the support of all the big names in Ohio, including Harding, but then Harding was like, actually, I'm going to run. Uh, and bang. <laughs> and also... I want to become the president to just fuck this shit out of this town. <laughs> also, Let me show you my bang closet. <laughs> also, Taft's I brother... I fucked a mop the other day and didn't realize. What? Yeah! I had it bristles up and I had no clue what I was doing. I thought it was thick hair. Bristles? Yeah, you know, the mop uh, weaves things. It's just how it, uh, the mop strands. I was kissing it and porking it and mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, I might leave my wife for that mop. <laughs> the good thing is when you're done, you can clean it up really. Nope. Yeah, what? What? Nope. What? What? Come on, fella. <laughs> Be a pal. <laughs> we're broing out right now. No, we're not. <laughs> so Joe lost by 11,000 votes. He was, quote, aged and saddened. Mm. So now he wrote an autobiography. Uh, not much animosity in it, except for uh, against Taft. In 1916, 
Teddy Roosevelt wrote Joe a letter saying he admired his courage and straightforwardness, and back then he was being told things about Joe by people he now did not trust. Oh, fuck off. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it, it is like... Yeah, it's you know, too late. It's too late. I, I was being misled about where the weapons of mass destruction were. <laughs> <laughs> they promised that they had them, and it turns out, oopsie poopsie, you know. 100 million people died, but I, I apologize. Anyway, as a mea culpa, here's a picture of a cocker spaniel. <laughs> By the way, I do have a new podcast uh, on the lever. Uh, no, no, and, not, hold on. No, you're not and allowed to do that. And we covered George Bush, uh, his master class. Uh, master class. It's, George W. Bush teaching a master class. It's, uh, it's really something. And, and it's not about fucking painting dogs. What else is there? Po- what he else paints could flowers, he, too. He paints flowers. The last 18 minutes is him talking about painting. <laughs> and he doesn't do it with the blood of Iraqis. He uses oh, actual for paint. for fuck's sake. Um, anyway, it's called The Audit. Uh, Go look at it. Listen to it. Go look at it. Don't listen. Go look. So, we'll watch it. In 1917, Joe had several heart attacks and then died on May 10th. Hmm. Well, to be fair, you didn't think he was going to still be alive, did you? <laughs> he still lives in uh, Denver, and he's actually uh, 220. So, uh... <laughs> Shocking. Roosevelt, in his autobiography, did not write a word about the Brownsville affair. Right. Historian Lewis Gold called Brownsville, quote, one of the most glaring miscarriages of justice in American history. Ta-da! Yeah, too easy. Same playbook now, just bigger, bigger nightmares and, you know, just never fucking matters, doesn't matter. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. You just, you just say Everyone's just, first you know, and then yeah. that's the thing. No, it's just like, we're like, but did you hear about Kanye? We're like, no, we're doing coups. It's like, yeah, but Kanye? <laughs> what are we going to do about Kanye? <laughs> what are we going to do about Kanye? I don't know. I'm really actually genuinely worried about Kanye. <laughs> Let's call him Kanye East. Well, shit. Um, uh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, we got a new, we have a new podcast. Yeah, we, it's coming out on yeah. November third. Third. Yeah. 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 So that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Dollop. You guys are gonna love it. It's awesome. There it is. Uh, we appreciate y'all coming out. Thanks a bunch, honestly. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. My phone. <laughs>